Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Disney vs. Disney Debates podcast is all about finding the answer to one simple question. What is the best Disney movie of all time? Maybe the question isn't that simple. So join us every Saturday as hosts from all across That's Not Canon fight for their movies in one-on-one debates moderated by me, Zane C. Weber, in order to decide once and for all which of Disney's beloved classics or recent hits will take the crown. Save it for the show. Available now on Spotify, iTunes and wherever you find podcasts. That's not kind of productions podcast. Sup guys, it's Friday, which means that we have a new episode of Musical Stormy Everything I Know, the musical that uh, shows you what lessons we've learned. During our years on this planet, watching musicals and listening to musicals, and I'm going to stop talking. I'm your host, KB, <laughs> and at the table with me is Julie Eisentrager and Miranda Selwyn, and our super cool guest for this week, James Keo. Hey, James. Hello. I rarely say my entire full name. It's weird, just, huh? So it's like it's a whole thing because I just say oh, I'm James, and, and then but I don't mention my last name. But to is say my a, last name out loud is—is is there a reason you don't mention your last no, name? No, not one particularly. It just doesn't roll off the tongue for me that easily. James Keogh, James Keogh. I'm going to say it a few more okay. times, <laughs> yeah. uh, just to get the the roll of it, and uh, then while you're searching him mm-hmm. on Facebook, then yeah, he'll yeah, make things exactly. easier. Yeah. Um, James, <laughs> while um, we love hearing your last name over and over again, me too. We'd also like to get to know you just a little bit better. Certainly. Certainly. All right. Absolutely. Um, uh, Miranda, before we start. Getting to know you. Thank you. Oh, good. Wouldn't be the same without the jingle. It as would. most things wouldn't be. Jingles Correct. make a lot of things a lot better. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's very true. So, James. Yes. Which musical theatre character would other people compare you to? Okay. Um, I had a lot of trouble with this one, um, but I searched my soul and I often am called the Troy Bolton of... <laughs> Brisbane of Australia, yes. uh, just kind of, of Australia. Of Austra- the Troy Bolton of Australia is, um, yeah, is you know, it's yes. it, you might have heard it a you few times. You play a bit of b-ball. Oh, you know, I'm hitting the streets and I'm, I'm I've got the ball in my hand and then out of my hand as I uh, dribble. Dribble. Yeah. That's yeah. a basketball term. Yeah. I don't May know I if ask, you guys. Um, is your head in the game? It is firmly in the game, Good. Uh, okay. except when I'm thinking about Gabriella, and then it just goes. It's gone. It's Joe Hayward. Yeah. It's amazing that you also know a Gabriella. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Like, what Troy is without their Gabriella? I know. Um, um that's okay. Good yeah. to know, guys. Good to know. Um, which musical character would you like other people to compare you to? I kind of, again, thought about this a lot. I like. Um, I like. Finch from How to Succeed in Business. Oh. I like uh, Jay Pippon mm, Finch. Yep. Good pick. I, yeah. I kind of like, I feel like I want people to believe that I do nothing and like just, you know, everything comes to me and I'm just like effortlessly cool. I'm not in any way, shape or form, obviously, but like I want, but you people, want people to think that. I want that. people to think yeah. that. Yeah. 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 I want to be able to ride that. Mm, exactly. Mm. Exactly. So then is your dream role somewhere between Troy <laughs> Bolton? Mm. Uh, it my dream role. Um, I don't know. I have a lot of them okay. because I feel like give, us, give us one. All right. Okay. Fine. 
if I had to choose one. Yeah, um, you do you have to choose one. <laughs> oh no, this is so you're so strict here. I know. No. Well, this wouldn't happen on Unfeatured. I'll tell you what, <laughs> we could just do. We could say as many as we like on Unfeatured articles. Um, I want to be Leo Bloom from the producers. Oh, good I wanna, one. Yeah, I, I like the producers a lot too. Mm. It is a good one. Exactly. All right. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then. Yes. Leo Bloom. Um, what is your favorite Sondheim musical? My favorite Sondheim musical, uh, it is Sunday in the Park with George. Sunday. Is that it? <laughs> you like it like that? Mm, exactly like that. Interesting. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, interesting. It. Is that your go-to shower song, James? Uh, that is not my go-to shower <laughs> song, I'm afraid. Uh, my go-to shower song, I thought about this because I don't really sing in the shower. But do you sing in the car? But if you I do were, sing in the car. If you were to sing if in I the were shower. to sing in the shower, I said I would um I do you know uh tonight at eight? From the musical She Loves Me. Yeah. Yeah. I like that song a lot. I've done it for <laughs> auditions before and it just has this like rhythm that I really like and find myself thinking of a lot. You just Great. like syncopation in the shower. I really do, <laughs> but it's syncopation in the sink. Not the sink. Shower's not a sink. I, I, I tried and you I could failed. You try to bathe yourself in a sink. Um, what you do in your own time is yeah, completely up to I you. I shower James. in the sink. Don't you guys? Isn't that normal? I don't. Um, um, my mother bathed the dog small. in the sink just the other day. Oh, there you that go. And I was like, yeah, it's a bit small for that too. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if the musical that you would delete from history has mm. a sink in it. Uh, but but it, uh, if it does, that would be amazing. <laughs> I don't believe it does. It has everything but the kitchen sink. Is what it has. Um, uh, no, it's it's Oklahoma. I just. I, just, Fair. Oh. Okay. I'm going to give it to you. Oklahoma? Exclamation mark? Uh, defend okay. the Oklahoma exclamation mark. Like, defend it. What are you going to why, yeah. <laughs> why, is, why, is, why is Oklahoma worth keeping around? Oklahoma marks uh-huh. a, a period in show writing and a shift in in the expectation of what you see on stage. But so and did Cats depth and we got rid of that. Behind it. Mm. Oklahoma was the first show to have an on-stage murder take place. Yeah. And that that Oklahoma, mean- we couldn't have all those other murder shows. Someone like- else would have done it. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna stop you there. That's true. That's true. But- because there is an on-stage murder that the protagonist does and just gets away with scot-free. No, like, they have a trial. No, that you're there, and then they all go. And then he gets away with it. They're like, oh, yeah, we look. should hold you to trial. But eh. No, and they then he do gets- hold him to trial. They're like, hey, here's the trial. Boom, boom. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. They talk about it. It's he fine. committed manslaughter. I'm not saying. I'm and he not just, saying. And the town's just like, I'm not yeah, saying but he's Curly's a good, a good guy. guy. I'm not saying Curly's a good guy. Curly's <laughs> a terrible mm-hmm, guy. Mm-hmm. Guys, we talk about have Oklahoma. we done an Oklahoma episode? Because maybe we need to put this on hold oh, for that particular James is coming back. I got beef. You know what? It's funny because the reasons that you defend Oklahoma, Miranda, is the same reasons why people want to keep cats. But I'm just going to put that Ooh. out there. We're going to talk about a totally different show today, though, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's um crazy for you. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's listen to a little ditty written by our friend Benedict, and uh, then come back. Crazy for you, James. Give yes. us the stats. Give us the fun facts. Give Absolutely. us how we got this show in the first place. Sure. Well, I, I sort of came to you guys with this particular you show. You did. Uh, this is a show that I uh, was in in high school in grade 12. Congratulations. Uh, well thank done. you. And I was the lead. So, oh, you know, wow. Uh, you're talking to a bit of a celebrity here. I don't oh, want to get you How did we not know this? Um, you're I'll, one pretty poly. Yeah. Can you sign our poster for Yeah, yeah, I'll put it up there with John Barrowman. John Barrowman. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Um, oh. <laughs> sorry, John Barrowman was so good in this show, wouldn't he? Yeah, but we're yes. not there yet, Miranda. <laughs> save it. In due time. Eat your piece of corn and save it. Quick, James, get it out before Miranda <laughs> interrupts right. again. Crazy for you. Uh, this is a uh, musical from 1992, though you might not know it by watching it because it is set in the 1930s, it has music from the 1930s, and in fact is based off of a musical from the 1930s. Uh, what? Yes. So this Stop it. E- musical is heavily adapted from another one called Girl Crazy. 
uh, which was written uh, in the 1930s. It's a 1930 musical, um, music by the Gershwins, as this one is, mm-hmm. um, book by Guy Bolton and John McGowan. Uh, it's, to my knowledge, I wasn't able to find much on this original sort of one. Yeah. But, uh, you know, obviously most of the article uh, on Wikipedia for Girl Crazy is about how it was adapted into Crazy for You. So, you know. You know how good this show was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's essentially it. just a draft. It's just a rough draft for Crazy for You written 70 years it's prior. Like the short and sweet test. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but lo and behold, we got Crazy for You uh, 70 years later. Uh, Ken Ludwig did the book. Uh, he is not particularly well known. I hadn't heard of him prior, um, but he has. Re- he's a playwright. Um, Crazy View is his second Broadway production that he wrote. Amazing. Uh, it's yeah, went on. It started in Broadway, went on to do West End, all that kind of stuff. Uh, ran for over five years on Broadway. Did like sixteen hundred shows. Uh, won the Tony Award, Drama Desk, Outer Critics Circle, LA Drama Critics Circle, Helen Hayes Award, and Lawrence Olivier Award as yeah. Best Musical. And got like a ton of Tony nominations for mm-hmm. his cast. Yeah. Yeah, great it's cast. Pretty epic. Um, yes, indeedy. The cast, in fact, yeah. So the original cast um, had. Oh, I'm still on the girl crazy page. Oopsie. Um, the original cast: Harry Groner uh, played Bobby Child, who was the lead. Now Polly, who is the female lead, uh, played by Jodie Benson, who you might oh, no. know. Uh huh. None other than the voice of Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Little gem. Um, so she was in the original cast. Uh, fun fact about Harry Groner, uh, they did a 2018-2017 sort of concert slash workshop uh, for Crazy Few. Uh, Harry Groner came back as not Bobby Child as he played in the original, but Bella Zangler, uh, which is particularly interesting plot-wise, as we'll kind of get into as we kind yeah. of discuss the plot. But Because uh, he'd sort of already played it. Wink, wink, wink. So that's kind of very fun. Um, yeah, but that's kind of a short kind of history of, of Crazy for You. That was super well be, done, Jane. I could be wrong. Sorry, sorry, I'm interrupting. <gasps> no, please. No. I could be wrong, but I remember vaguely around this time when I was a wee young person mm. that part of why it happened at the time that it did was mm. that the Gershwin estate were really holding on to the rights to all of his, his songs. Mm. So um, there were a couple of other sh- – there's been about a billion Cole Porter shows. Sure, that are of course. Like – basically jukebox musicals of Cole Porter numbers and people had been trying to do the same thing with Gershwin for a while but they weren't allowed to, they weren't allowed to and something happened, something changed in the estate Mm. and they allowed this one show to do it, put all of the pieces together. Great. Oh, that's awesome. So it was the first and only one that had been that same format with Gershwin songs. Yeah, and it's cool. It's cool that it is... Because even, like, when I did it in high school, I didn't know that it was written in 1992. Like, I just yeah. assumed this was a very it's, old musical. It's that like 42nd Street. It mm. it didn't come yeah. about until the 80s. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's such an old style based exactly. on old music. And, and it does it so well that it just yeah. slots right in with... Yeah. You know the musicals of that of that time, which is really really cool. And it is somewhat in some people's eyes credited with bringing Broadway <laughs> back. Cool. From the huge shows that have been happening, the Lloyd Webber yeah. dynasty in on the West End, just brought mm. that this brought back, back the classic American musical theater form. Yeah. And. Did it very, very well. Very well. Revived the Broadway. Yes. Well, with such an epic show, I guess there probably some kind of epic plot. Maybe we should talk about that. Maybe. Shall we? Hey, Julie. Yes, Katie? What happens in the show? I don't know. You don't know? Miranda, do you know? 
I know. You know. Ooh. So there's this guy, right? Oh, yeah? Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Tell me and about it. And he's supposed to marry this girl, but he doesn't want her because she's, like, totally lame. Yeah. Tell me about and, it. And um, he's supposed to be working for the family bank, but uh-huh. he doesn't want to because he wants to be a Broadway producer. Oh, mm-hmm. well then. And then he meets Leo Bloom, his accountant. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, oh, hold on a second. I've gone off. You go wrong. Julie, you oh, better. Julie, quick, right. save she us. had most of it correct. Really? <laughs> yeah. So um, we cast your mind back, New York, 1930s. I yeah, I was it there. Well. Yeah. Don't yeah. mm-hmm. we Those streets. Uh, you're at the Zangler Follies, so they're like kind of done for this season, but they're auditioning the next. And there is a gentleman by the name of Barbie, because if it's not a Billy, it's got to be a Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, you know what? Even though I have a super rich fiance and I'm from a super rich family, I think I want to be a dancer. <laughs> Which now I think about that. <laughs> Maybe he really didn't want a fiance. Oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a man can dream. <laughs> um, and so he does this audition, kind of stuffs it up. just suddenly quoting the show over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of stuffs it up because he steps on the foot of Mr. Zangler himself. <gasps> um no. It's all boohoo about it, goes outside, and then his uh, fiance Irene is out there who's super rich and why wouldn't you want to, but apparently he doesn't want to, and his mother who's like, I have an errand for you. Please go foreclose on a theatre. And he's like, I guess it's better than sticking around here with Irene. Um, So off he goes to Nevada. Nevada. He goes to the desert. Um, When he arrives in Dead Rock, Great name, by the way. Mm. Yeah. Way to make it obvious. Um, it's clear the gold mining town is like kind of done. Is it dead? It might be mm. like a dead rock. It doesn't have any rock left. No. <laughs> no. Um, all the men who are cowboys are standing around and he's like, yeah, nah, this place ain't for me. But anyway, so um, a gentleman by the name of... Everett Baker. Oh, Everett. I know. It's a really nice name. It is, it is very, very For nice. a country man. Um, Everett Baker receives a letter from New York warning that um, they're foreclosing on the Gaiety Theatre. Oh, the poor Gaiety. Which hasn't been a theatre for a long time. Yeah. It's a post yeah. office. Yeah. And I should mention there is a bunch of men in this town, but only one woman. And that is hmm, Mr. I wonder <laughs> how that works. <laughs> Mr. Everett's daughter. There's a lot of things for another you day. Ask questions yeah, about. yeah, we'll just yeah, do it. We're just gonna go over that. Let's don't yeah. think about it. Um they describe her as the spunky Polly Baker. Mm. Um and she sees Bobby. The f- <laughs> she sees Bobby and she's like, mine. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get my claws in that. Um and then you've got a guy by the name of Lank. Hawkins, who owns the saloon, and he's like, uh, Mr. Everett, you know, it'd be a great idea. I'll just buy it off you. I'll oh. just take the theatre. Because it's next door. And we'll be fine. I'll just make it more saloon. Yeah, gr- which is not the worst we'll idea. We'll put in some poker machine. Um, uh- <laughs> Nobody would come to Nevada to gamble. Stop. <laughs> now yeah. I'm quoting the yeah, show. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Um, so to what, to which, um, Everett Baker's like, no, 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 I don't like that idea because, you know, fond memories of my wife that used to sing and dance and be their star. Mm-hmm. Devil about it. Um, <laughs> Bobby enters the town almost dying of thirst. It's true. It's, it's the desert, man. But did they all walk there? Yep. Yeah. How so else will you get He just walks there? in and just falls flat on his face, just dying of exhaustion. Great. The train stations in and the next town. So yeah. well, okay, so that makes sense. Um, and then, lo and behold, what happens in musical theatre? They sing about it. Well, that, <laughs> and he falls in love with Polly at first. Oh night. man, the yeah. other thing that the they other do in yeah, musical yeah. theatre. Um, she doesn't really. Sorry, he doesn't really realise who she is and um, expresses his excitement. It's just weird, and it's, it happens in every musical theatre where it's like love, love done. Well, we've only got two These hours to get all yeah. the story across. You got to get to the complication and the tension. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. but we don't even have to have it anyway. And there's only one woman in town, so yeah. who else is he going to fall in love with? Mm. <laughs> he does want to be a dancer. But <laughs> oh, true. No, yeah, you're right. No. Fair. Anyway, so Bobby's <laughs> like, oh, this is awkward because if he forecloses on the theatre, he's going to lose Polly. Um, so he comes up with an idea of maybe we'll put on a show and pay off the mortgage. 
what a great plan. Genius, because who would have thought of doing that? Nobody in a Polly agrees to his plan until she finds out who he is and he's like, mm, something, nah, something's fishy. I don't like it. He's trying to do something to destroy it for sure, for shizzles. And then they're both, oh, woe is me. Um, Bobby's like, no, nah, I'll do it anyway, but disguised as Mr. Zangler. Indeed. Um, and then Polly's still being a whinger about it. Mm-hmm. Um, a few days later, 10 Follies girls on vacation from the Zangler Follies appear like a mirage in the desert. And Bobby has asked them to help stage a spectacular show in Dead Rock. Um, the men see the girls and are like, hang on a second. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <gasps> more than one. More than yeah. one. <laughs> there is more than one lady here. So they're all feeling good and they're like, yes, this is going to happen. And then they are like, yeah, why not put on a show? This will be amazing. Um, Lang Hawkins in amongst that is hates the show, doesn't want to do it because he's just being a pain in the butt and goes, you know what? You know what will fix this? I'm just going to – I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you. Mm. Of course. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> rehearsals for the show aren't going well because none of the cowboys can dance. That seems familiar as well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, and Bobby changes that in the course of one song. Yeah, he does. Because he is Ooh. the epitome of dance. <laughs> song. A Bobby magic. I'd slap that bass if I'm it not mistaken. Sure yeah. I love that song. Slap the Famous bass. for the choreography with the girls as double basses. Mm-hmm. Slap of the bass. <laughs> Everyone's pretty happy and um, in amongst that, Bobby, uh, sorry, Irene arrives and Bobby's like, oh, Uh-oh. shizness. She's the fiance. Yeah. Yes. We're in trouble here because she's going to tell Polly that I'm not Zangler and I'm actually Bobby because mm-hmm. apparently he thinks Polly's pretty stupid anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a male in musical. <laughs> 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 um, and Polly is really fallen head over heels in love with this Zangler, in quotation marks, guy. Um. We get around to opening night and everyone's still feeling pretty good. But the only people that arrive to see the show are Eugene and Patricia Fordor, British tourists writing a guidebook to the American West. Of course you they are. You should just be glad that tourists came to see a show. They yeah, also right. walked an hour from the train station <laughs> yeah. to your and didn't die. Anyway. <laughs> but they all kind of realise in the process of that that, hey, we've kind of woken up and we're feeling good and this is not something we've done. But, heck, we're here now doing it. Yeah. During which <laughs> the real Zangler stumbles into the he does. He is trouble, am I right? As yes. he would. As he would. And in the classic end of Act 1, stumbles dehydrated and collapses. Oh, well, obviously they just grow them thicker skinned in Britain if the tourists yeah. are able to manage <laughs> they just it. in. It's very good. <laughs> they, they were prepared. Yeah. Oh, of course. Because they were writing a guidebook. Yes. So they had... Liters of water on this. Of course. (laughs) Act two. In Lang Saloon, Bobby is professing his love to Polly, and unfortunately, she still she is still in love with the man. Mm. Yeah, so she is still in love with the man who she thinks is Angler. So she's actually Bobby. Bobby. And Bobby is about to convince Polly that he's been impersonating Angler when the real Angler comes into the saloon looking for Tess. Oh, by the way, Tess is like this dancer yeah. at Zangler Follies who knows Zangler's married and is like, no, 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 but is secretly like, yes, yes, yes. Zangler finds Tess but refuses, but refuses her request to produce a show. She's like, mm, can you please? And he's like, nah. Tess storms off and Zangler basically is having a whinge in the bar about life and um, Bobby joins him. For a bit of a whinge, a drunk whinge. As Zangler. It's the best. It's the best. That so whole Zangler scene and Zangler yeah. are both drinking it's great. in the bar. It's great. And it starts off with them sitting on either side of their table and they're mm. mirroring the, each other and then they start interacting. Yeah. It's yeah. one of my favourite. whole number It's together. so good. It's great. Good. <laughs> I think we both like it. I'm not sure. I think so. <laughs> I think maybe. It's funny. It's very good. Then sun comes up. Next morning, Polly sees the two Zanglers and realises what's happened. 
She's like, damn. She slaps Bobby. <gasps> my, my, my lady. And she marches off. Um, the townsfolk, uh, the townsfolk are preparing for a meeting. <laughs> um, they're trying to discuss what's going to happen with the show when Irene comes to Bobby in one final attempt to make him go back to New York with her. But Bobby's like, <laughs> nah. Why does she want to marry him so I bad? I don't know. He sounds like a jerk. Because <laughs> he's got that that Bobby flair, you know. It's just like flair. He's just, he's just, this guy, just, that you know, Bobby flair. How could you resist? And I mean, I was playing the character. Yeah, uh, at, no, in my well, it so make that sense. makes sense in it would the context make sense of mine. If it was you, yeah, yeah. the Troy Bolton of Australia yeah. is in the role. So you know, and the plot changes depending on <laughs> yeah. who's playing Bobby. <laughs> That's what happens in this. Show. Bobby says, "No, no, no." I love Polly, mm. which is also really rude to say to someone else's face, but that's okay. Um, but so in turn to that, she's like, well, you know, if you're going to say no, you know who I reckon will say yes, Lank, <laughs> and goes off to seduce him. <laughs> Classic musical theatre, everyone's got to have a pair. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Townsfolk are now all in the, in, gathered in the theatre and Bobby is trying to put forward the show again. Polly thinks they should abandon it. And the Fordles counsel the dejected townspeople to keep a stiff upper lip. Which is they do. Which includes a parody of the barricade scene from Les Mis. It does. <laughs> Great. But by the end of the song, Paul, only Polly, Everett, Bobby and Tess still think it should happen, should be a thing. Um, everyone but Bobby and po- Polly leave the theatre. Conveniently. Mm-hmm. And Bobby prepares to leave for New York, professing that his song. memories of Polly will mm-hmm. never fade. Bless. Polly realizes too late that she actually does like him. And he leaves. And she's like, okay, bye, but also sad about it. Um, meanwhile, Bella Zangler decides to put the show on as a favor to Tess. You, you know, if you don't love me now, <laughs> but you say you want this thing, I'm going to do that thing. Then you might love me. Mm. Sounds logical to me. Me too. <laughs> um, so then the two seem to be like, ooh, all loved up. Um, although he's been planning to cast Bobby as the lead, he makes Polly the star of the show. Gender blind oh. casting, guys. Yeah, this Before is progress. It's time. 1930s. Yeah. Progress. Wow. Uh, six whole weeks later. <laughs> Bobby is still thinking of Dead Rock as he works for his mother's bank. And for his birthday, Mrs. Child gives him the Zangler Theatre. Just gives him the Theatre. I have not been given for any of my 28 birthdays. Uh, Theatre. I think I know what I'm going to ask for for my next birthday. If anyone out there would like to give me a theatre, become a Patreon. Patreon.com slash musicals. Tell me everything I know and just really give us some hefty donations. (laughs) Um, While initially ecstatic, Bobby realises that his love for Polly is worth more. Than the theatre. It's really not. He hasn't produced a show ever in his life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He leaves uh, to go to Dead Rock. While back in Dead Rock, Polly's like, (laughs) I really want to go find my man. Where, where, where? And leaves to go to New York. Just as... Mm. Who stumbles in? Bobby arrives in Dead Rock. Uh, Classic musical theatre. Um, uh, <laughs> That's my favourite part of this yeah, plot. Yeah. It was a pretty good part and a relatively big scene. <laughs> anyway, they get back together is really the end of this story. And then, like, finally. So we get some guy called Cacus. I'm sorry, what? Cactus? I don't remember Cactus. Custis. There it is, Custis. There we go. One of the cowboys is trying to give her a lift off to New York, but his car breaks down. Oh, and that's right. She can't go. Yeah. And then she just happens to be in town when Bobby's around. And we, Irene's also married to Lank. And it's just weird times yeah. and everyone's happy. So they get covered. the theatre. Yeah. He okay. already has the theatre before he goes. Just checking. But his love is. But what happens to the theatre in Dead Rock? Yes. Yeah, what about the Dead Rock theatre? Even yeah. I don't remember. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's been a while. Who knows? It doesn't matter because now he has he a theater in New York. He doesn't foreclose on it because Ooh. the show makes the money and pays off the mortgage. Love, love is more important apparently at the end of this story. Okay, yeah. but yeah, well, that's a pretty great plot. Um, do you know what will make that better? <gasps> music. Some music. Yeah, mm. yeah. I so agree. Should it we does. like 
take a little mini break and then maybe talk about some songs. Does yep. that sound all right? Sounds sure. good to me. Hey, Miranda. Yeah. Do you know about the songs in the show? I do know about oh. the songs in the show. Would you like to tell us about I'm a huge fan of Gershwin. Mm. Huge. Rightly so. Yeah. Gershwin and Porter are my jam. Uh-huh. Like pretty much. Me too. Mm-hmm. So I was so excited when this show happened. Like I was tiny and excited. <laughs> I Aww. That's a picture I love. Thank you. <laughs> tiny Miranda. and excited. Okay. I was also a tap dancer, so I was pretty dang oh, You were ready happy for it. Yeah. And one of the great things about... Uh, this show, the orchestrations, mm-hmm. the reorchestrated versions of the Gershwin numbers mm. are sublime. Um, it was nominated for a Tony for orchestrations, yeah. which didn't win. No. But I'm going to give it a special mention and I'm sure mm. that they'll be satisfied with like, that. I'll give you a special Tony Award. <laughs> yeah, it's a personal. Tony Award for Miranda. Special mention by Miranda Selwood. Mm. Which I would, would want you the pick? special yeah. mention. Yeah, thank I you. I mean, I've never been nominated for a Tony for orchestration. So, like, yeah. you know. Right. Absolutely. It's pretty, it's pretty good. <laughs> um, they Look. Good choices of songs, good yes. use of the songs within the plot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the songs include uh, big dance breaks or intermittent breaks in which there's a lot of dialogue. Yeah. yeah. So they used that to contextualise some of the songs into the the plot and the mm-hmm. characters. Um, but really my favourite numbers are the big dance numbers, which would be um, I Can't Be Bothered Now, which I is can. Bobby and the, the showgirls yeah. doing a little, okay, because he's dancing and he just doesn't care about anything else because, because he's he dancing. Loves to dance. It's so good. It's like his Irene and his mum are literally like shouting at him and then they go silent as he just goes into his he's own just, head. He goes into his, his mind where he's just dancing with showgirls. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Um, uh, the next one would be... Slap that bass, yep. which is when the girls turn up and they're doing the rehearsals yes. for the show. Um, and that's, like I, I mentioned before, this cool thing where mm. they, um, they like chop the strings up and give them to the girls and then the girls hold them between their feet and their hands so they're like the strings of double basses Crazy. and the boys play them and move them around like they're playing a double bass. And it's it's a a visual that's really stuck with me. Yeah. Mm. Like anyway, it's fun. Um, and that's a that's one that has a lot of instrumental, huge mm. dance break mm. that there's a lot of storytelling through as well. So nice. it gives you that feeling of uh, the rehearsal process kind of thing Definitely. in that one yeah. song. Yeah. Which is cool. Uh, the next big one is I Got Rhythm. And this is where Polly really sort of takes centre stage and sings her heart out. Mm. Um, so I caught someone out in a lie. What? Ooh. I caught someone out in a lie once because he was a very competitive person and he was working at my workplace. And when I came in, he was very threatened. Uh-huh. And he was like, well, well, I sung I Got Rhythm in Craze For You. And I was like. Did you? Oh. Did you though? Well, Polly yes. and the chorus. Was he in the chorus? <laughs> no, he's like, I played the lead. I was like, so you played a woman then? He's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, well, you would have had to. It was great. It was a great time. It's great calling someone a liar. Don't cross Julie. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to, no. don't come at her with music theatre. Yeah, no, 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 you know your stuff. And that's another huge tap number as well. Mm. Which is fantastic. In Act Two, uh, Stiff Upper Lip is the huge dance number mm. with the whole ensemble, and this is the two British people mm. telling them, "Hey, you know, you, it's okay because everything's fun and everything's cool." Fun. And that's <laughs> the one that has the lemmings, um, yeah, the big yeah. uh, barricade. Keep positive. Um, and again, that has a few sections and a huge dance break in yeah. the right. in the middle. And uh, then the big one going into finale is also fantastic. So there's even on all of the other songs, there's still a lot of dance. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another number, Biden My Time, uh, which is one of the numbers that's originally from Girl Crazy. But we mm. hear it a few times during the show as they're trying to um, sort of set the scene. Yeah, it's kind of the Cowboys sort of theme as they yeah. sort of go along. Yeah. Um, some of the more romantic numbers in the show, someone to watch over me, Polly being yeah. all like, oh, I just want to love somebody. I'm the only girl in this town full of 
cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. such a hard one. Um, shall we dance, Bobby? Mm. Doing the classic Fred and Ginger with Polly as they fall in love. Uh, Embraceable You is the their duet. Yes. So that all happens in the first act. In the second act, uh, things get a little bit sad. They can't take that away from me, Bobby sings, um, and but not from me is Polly's sort of answer to that. So they have their little Gershwin ballad moments there. Mm. Uh, what else? Uh, nice work if you can get it appears with yes. the follies uh, toward the end as well. And things are looking up is the um, big number at the end before finale. So they're the sort of the big ones. Mm. Um, the first song you hear after the overture is Crazy For You, but it's probably one of the least memorable. Yeah. I would agree, yeah. It sort of happens and then we move on with the show. Well, it's, it's yeah. Bobby's audition song, so it's him sort yeah. of uh, appealing to to Zangler and so it's just kind of him nervously singing this song to Zangler. I think um, in the context of the show you see that more as a sort of scene mm, that happens to have a song in it. Exactly. So you don't think about it as a production number in yeah. itself. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the one the show is named after. Yeah. So there you go. Mm. Good one. Great numbers. I just so I love listening to the soundtrack but I love – it's like Forty Second Street for me. Yeah, mm. I love listening to the dance breaks and sure, visualizing yeah. how it's All the stuff going happening. on on stage. Yeah. What I love about uh, the songs and how they're used for this musical in particular is because they are these old songs. The way in which they're used uh, and and kind of have these this personality given to them. Um, in, for example, "Embraceable You," right, is this beautiful song. The way it's done in the musical is when Polly is professing her love for Zangler and so Zangler is pushing away and um, it's really this comedic song because he's just like trying to just appeal to her to like settle down and just sort of, you know, not be so horny. Um, And, you know, like it's it's having a a beautiful song like that and just having it recontextualized. Same with um, uh, What Causes That, which is the big uh, mirrored Zangler and Zangler doing them, having choreography with each other as each other. Um, they're, you know, drunk off their skunk and, and just having <laughs> the best time uh, not realising what's actually going on. Um, stuff like that is really, really cool. And a yep. new twist on the, the Gershwin stuff. Yeah. yeah. And generally the orchestrations are bigger and brassier than the originals, Very much which, so. which yeah. I always appreciate. Yeah. Can't be wrong. Anyway, listen to the soundtrack. Enjoy. Listen to the soundtrack. If you listen to the original, you're going to hear OG Ariel. And who doesn't want that? I mean, yeah. I know I do. Um, but let's find out who else has been in this show. Alrighty, so we've had a few casts for this show. It's been done a, a fair bit. Um, we've already talked about Harry Groner playing Bobby Child in the Broadway um, original cast. Mm-hmm. For those of you playing at home, he played uh, Major Wilkins in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's right, yes. <laughs> um, he also got a Tony nomination for Will Parker in Oklahoma. He played Munker Strap in Cats, which he also got Tony nominated for. He was the well, Georges in all the great yeah. He played Georges in Sunday in the Park with George. It was Georges hey. slash George, and he got a Tony nomination for Crazy for You. So of course um, he did. Yeah, um, just a whole bunch of Tony noms for good old Harry. Uh, Jodie Benson played Polly Baker. We've already mentioned that she was Ariel. She plays Barbie in Toy Story two and three. She voiced <laughs> Weebo in Flubber. What? You're joking. <laughs> yeah, what? I got. I went down a rabbit hole with Jodie Benson. It was amazing. Um, she played Patrick Dempsey's assistant in Enchanted. Yes. Um, her career started in Kenny Ortega's um, Marilyn, an American fable. If you don't know who Kenny Ortega is, he's a, choreo- a choreographer, director. Thanks for the high school musicals, Kenny. And many other things. Um, she was in the original cast of Smile. She played the narrator in Joseph and the Amer- Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat in 98. She got Tony nominated for Crazy For You. And uh, there was also a one-night concert version um, in mm. 2010 of Roger and Hammerstein's Cinderella uh, where she played the Queen. I would have liked to have the seen queen. that. That's queen. cool. Hmm. Uh, Bruce Constantino. Yes. Um, Bruce Adler played uh, 
Bella Zangler. That's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Adler's Bella Zangler. Yeah. Um, Bruce Adler played Ali Hakim in the Oklahoma Revival. We're seeing a yeah. lot of like oh. crossovers here. <laughs> he was also in Oh Brother, Sunday in the Park with George, Broadway, Rumor. Um, he got to- he was just in Broadway. He was just, just in Broadway. Yeah. No, there's a show just called just Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, just walking on the street. We saw him. <laughs> I've been in Broadway. <laughs> yeah. He got Tony nominated for Those Were the Days and for Crazy for You, and he's the only cast member that stayed with the show for the whole four-year run of the original. Oh, there you go. Um, and he also is the singing voice stayer. of the narrator in Aladdin and the sequel to Aladdin. Aladdin, oh, nice. Prince of Thieves, is that the, the singing one? voice? Of he's Aladdin. the singing voice of the narrator. <laughs> In Aladdin. Uh, oh. Yeah. But not the narrator. But not the narrator. How often does the narrator sing, I wonder? I don't. The opening the song. The opening Is that song. Arabian Nights? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. They what? used to do that a lot. I think Jodie Benson's one of very few. To do both. To do both the singing and speaking yeah. voice. So like Hercules um, has a singing voice and yeah. a speaking voice and like more and more. That's silly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, 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 you're yeah. right. I can't, I can't change it. Disney, I think Disney's figured that out and okay, has, has Take it up taken Disney, on board. Like. Um, <laughs> Dear Walt, I know that you're cryogenically frozen and, you know, flying through space right now. Mm. But, but um, <laughs> please address the following. That's for a different podcast. Um Irene Roth was played by Michelle Pork. She was in uh, the revivals of Merrily We Roll Along, Chicago and Cabaret. <laughs> and she was in the original cast of Susical the Musical. Hey. Um, the other uh, honourable mentions in the original were Jane Connell, who played uh, a mother slash Lottie Child is the name. Um, she was in Once Upon a Mattress in London. She played Agnes in Mame. After Lucille Ball was like, no, no, Madeline Kahn can no longer play Agnes. Um, <laughs> so Jane Connell took over the role. Her husband and her have done a lot of shows together as well. She got Tony nominated for Me and My Girl and um, she's most famous <laughs> for imitating Queen Victoria as Queen Hepzibah in Bewitched, the television series. Uh, heck yeah. Um, Amazing. That's something that comes on often for Jane. <laughs> yes. Um, and Tess was played by Beth uh, Level who was the replacement Annie in 42nd Street. She got toned, a Tony Award. In 42nd Street. In no, not in Annie. In Annie, no. <laughs> no, no. Um, she got to- a Tony Award for playing Be- Beatrice in The Drowsy Chaperone. She was the replacement for Frau Blucher Bl- 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 in Young Frankenstein. She originated the role of Emily Hobbs in Elf the Musical. She got Tony nominated for Baby It's You. She was the original beer in Something Rotten for the Workshop but was replaced with Heidi Blink and stuff when oh. um, that went to Broadway. Uh, it said Heidi- because the writers wanted to make the character younger so that that character could become pregnant and that's oh. why she oh, was God. recast, oh, which go. is a little sad. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's been a lot of other, there's been a US national tour, there's been a West End production in 93 and 2011. The biggest name for me that came out of the West End one was Ruthie Henshaw played Polly Baker, mm. um, who we just saw, uh, uh, who I just saw as Major, uh, as Mama Morton in uh, <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> right. um, which was interesting to see her in that role um and then the concert slash workshop over the last couple of years uh we have uh, laura osnes as polly baker for both and tony yazbek harry's come back to play bella's angler uh, Rachel Bloom played Irene Roth in the concert. She's um, crazy ex-girlfriend, Rachel Bloom. Yeah. Um, Jerry O'Connell played Lank Hawkins. Uh, he's just recently, uh, most recently, I guess he was the Sheriff Lamb in the Veronica Mars movie. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> nice. He's done, he's done a lot of other things. That's just <laughs> the most recent I've seen him. Um, and, and then a few more. It's Jack McBrayer was uh, Eugene. He uh, plays Kenneth in 30 Rock. Yeah, wow. And Rachel Dratch was Patricia. Pat- 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 
Cooper. Yeah. yeah. Patricia. They're the cool. two um, uh, British tourists. I think they would have been a hilarious yeah, duo. Right. Rachel yeah. Dretch is also in 30 Rock. She plays all the like cameo appearances in the first couple of seasons. But um, The cat handle. Came, yes. <laughs> um, came from like SNL yeah, fame. That's great. Um, so there's been there's been a lot of great people in this show. It's um, a it's a dream for an act a comedic a comedic actor. actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah which is if they really happen cool. to be able to tap dance and sing, which mm-hmm. is amazing, <laughs> amazing. Uh, in terms of production elements, there's nothing that is uh, is big like something that comes up in everything when you research it. But something that was always popping up was that uh, it's. There's, it's got a lot of locations. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a lot of locations that you have to stage <laughs> um, and how you do that seamlessly or... Um, Just be creative yeah. would be my suggestion. Yeah. yeah. Just have a think about com- it too many you go too literal. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a cool cool show with some cool peeps. I mean, who doesn't love Jodie Benson? I do. Yeah. Um, but it's been cast several times before. I reckon we could we could one up it mm. with our Dreamcast. Mm. Let's do that. So, guys, where are we putting Zach Efron? Ooh, Bobby. Yeah, he's the Bobby. I keep thinking of saying Bobby. Yeah, he Bob. is a Bobby. He is a Bobby. He could also be a um I don't know. The, I, sorry, go on. The mean guy. Yeah, I honestly I see him probably more as a lank because I feel like, like Bobby is more <sighs> spindly. I don't want to say spindly, but like, you know, he's You're not, basing him on yourself. I am. I am. You really I am. are. I really, really am. Um, but no, I, I kind of saw more of a Zachary Levi. Uh, which I'm only oh, kind yeah. of saying because oh, he was in She Loves, loves me, me and yeah. kind of fits that role very well of kind of this like, um, I don't know how to put it, but he's like, he's not confident. He's kind of just um, naive, I guess. And I, I don't know. I don't know about. He's Skinny naive voice. dancer is what you're going for. Yeah. I, could, I would also would like to see like Andrew Rattnall's as Bobby. <laughs> like, I just think it would uh, put a little spin on things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Who else? Leading lady. Do we have any? Leading lady. Well, I feel like Polly was written for Sutton Foster. Mm. Ooh. But then do you have to have a slightly older Bobby? Well, no, we just pretend that Sutton Foster's young. Well, she is at the moment playing, what, a 40-year-old pretending to be a 21-year-old. Yeah, that's right. Just get away with it. Laura Osnes. Who's currently already playing it. Well, there you go. So you See, that is good casting. Is good but uh, maybe Betsy Wolf then. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I like that. I reckon I like to see Jeremy Jordan in there. Just for in fun. Just, I just like, like to see, I just like to see him. <laughs> yeah. Period. Yeah. Let's just, yeah, throw him in there. Oh, yeah. I think, I think this show really needs that um, old old Broadway kind of mm. pizzazzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, performance. Yeah. Which is why I go with sort of a Sutton I'm going to sure. put Manti Patinkin as Zank Nice, okay. Mm. And now I kind of want to see Zac Efron dressed up as Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's good. Yeah. That's fine. That is, that is a bit of the problem with your, your Bobby Zangler casting. Yeah. Is that they can't be too dissimilar. No. That's true. Because Bobby's yeah. got to be able to pull off a Zangler. Yeah. Hmm. 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 With only the addition of a wig and perhaps some facial hair. <laughs> so it's got to be like physically, yeah, they're be physically similar, yeah, pop, hopefully true. like face similar-ish. Um, I feel like there are a lot of Hollywood actors who look exactly the same uh, that you could just like. just the same. Just put the same yeah, person in true. there twice. Yeah. Let's chuck some brothers in. Let's chuck some brothers in. Some twins. Oh, some the twins. twins. Are bro- <laughs> which, which twins which are we Which twins got? are we chucking in um, here? Cole and Dylan Sprouse. I um. love it. I think that is a bold choice. It is a bold choice, but I can't think of any I other twins from Harry Potter. Oh, my goodness. The Ooh, Weasleys. The Weasleys. We chuck the Weasleys Let's in there. Let's chuck the Weasleys in there. Um, I think for uh, the, the British tourists, Eugene and... Patricia. Mm. I'd like to see like Emily Blunt and Ben Whishaw. Ooh. Like I think they would be hilarious and they're very British. Very like, British. I what wa- about what's who's Emily Blunt actually married to? 
uh, like, John Krasinski. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Did yeah. you see two of them together? I can, together. Down, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. What about John Mulaney? Oh, he's hilarious. I feel like him as like an uptight British just like a uh, tourist would be very good. What about him and the guy he's always with? Uh... Oh, Nick Kroll. <laughs> and Nick Kroll is a woman. Just as a woman. Just as a woman. I love that. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, good. <laughs> No, not a fan. Miranda's yes, not a Miranda. fan. Um, can we put someone classic like like a bet in in a cameo ro- in. cameo role <laughs> as the mother. Mother, mother or something? Mrs. Mm. Child, mm. yeah, mm, tasty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I back that. Yeah, mm. I'm out. I'm dry. I wonder. So I might, I might even go as far as like a Hugh Jackman for Zangler. Oh yeah, just because I think he's got the right style. I yeah. think so. I think you're right. Yeah, and then like a. I don't know, a gosling or something to a gosling? I don't know. Yeah. Chuck a gosling in oh, there. Chuck a gosling. My um. <laughs> yes. Let's cool. end it there. That that thought, just have that thought in your brain, listeners. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> gosling Jackman. In a musical. The two together, finally. Or Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. They have a hilarious oh, dynamic. I we're leaving it there. No, I like, <laughs> come on, come on, cut this off. I just realised that they post lots of Instagram stuff. There's Wolverine vs. Mm. Deadpool, you know. Like exactly. It could be a fun time. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> um, I wonder if uh, for Irene, who is the fiancé. Me? Uh, sure. Yeah. Just hop oh on goodness. in there. Um, but also... You know, um, Portia De Rossi. Yes, I think from Ellen. Arrested Development. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her character in Arrested Development is very much is the character of very Irene. Very funny. Um, I would like to see that. Very you much. could probably cast this whole show with the cast of Arrested, of Arrested Development. Oh, that's so uh, here true. we are again. <laughs> right, we need so to stop. True. Please, keep it. Okay, oh. okay, okay. If you agree or do not agree with us, send your thoughts while we take a break. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, take a break. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing it out there, guys. If this musical was to be put on top five list, what would that list be? Oh, what a good question. I top know. Five it's like we've never asked it before. Musicals to catch out people in a lie. <laughs> top five musicals to catch out people in a lie. Good one. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. Top five secretly a jukebox musical. Yes. Musicals. Definitely. Good definitely. One. Um, top five uh, musicals that make you realize how much you love Gershwin. Yeah, yeah, just like it. that's what it did for me. Yeah, Woo. <laughs> I already knew I liked to get Any others? Top five dance shows. Yeah, like yeah. I would really put it up there. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, it's a good time for a dancer. Yeah. Uh, top five roles played by James. I, no. yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you didn't see it. I didn't see it. <laughs> you very, but I've heard about it. My mom says it was good. So if you, you well, just want to go on her word, um, yeah, she will definitely not tell you otherwise. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> uh, also, rounding out that top five list is definitely James's performance uh, recently as a guard in mm. Shrek the Musical. Oh, wow. Yes. That's Fun- sitting so lit and funny. Two. So good. Oh. <laughs> Aha! Take that in a good way. I saw that. I'd give that. Take that, Curtis. (laughs) Take that, Curtis. Sorry, Curtis, if you're listening. There was a fake gap between the two. (laughs) Again, sorry, Curtis, if you're listening. Yeah, I'm sorry, Curtis, now. Any other top five? Um, (laughs) I'd chuck it on top five underrated because I think that a lot of people don't know it exists yeah. necessarily. And they it don't like, know that the story is so good and the book yeah. is so good. People oh, are like, exactly. oh, yeah, it's, it's just a bunch of Gershwin music, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But it's a very funny book. Yeah. It really is. Would you put it on top five roles for comedic actors? Yes. I would. I would. There's a vagina joke in there that we had to cut out because we were doing a, a school production of it. Oh, we're we not allowed to say the word, that word. <laughs> that vagina. I got looks it's in this room. It's just never challenge. happened before. Well, vulva. Vulva. <laughs> Please keep going, James, with your story well, was, before we, we had to censor the musical slightly um, when we did it uh, for high school, obviously. Um, and there was that one. And I think there was like one other dirty joke that we spent weeks like all of the all of the kids really wanted to like have this dirty joke in there all of the you know high schoolers and then like the, the weeks of deliberation as our you know director my drama teacher kind of walks into the room and just goes 
oh, guys, we're not putting it in. And we all just kind of hung our heads in shame Aww. as we didn't get to say this dirty joke. Oh, man, but you could have used it outside of the rehearsal right? room. Right, <laughs> and we did. Yeah. <laughs> or you so could go top- my favourite route yeah. and just do it anyway. <laughs> Oh, well, pretend you didn't know it, you didn't think it was dirty. I, yeah, play I'm innocent. just innocently like, why? Why? We're high schoolers. Explain to me why it's dirty, Miss. <laughs> I think <laughs> we won't finish with, with, let you do it. Yeah. I think we're finished with our top five. Oh, as <laughs> we, uh, Apologies. We, top five really digress. subtly dirty joke shows. Yeah. yeah that it's and it's all not of a Disney. big thing in the show. Um, <laughs> well, let's move on then to lessons that crazy for you has taught What has crazy for you taught us, guys? Shouldn't lie. You shouldn't Should not lie. lie. That one's He's more personal. You shouldn't lie to Julie yeah. about I, musical theatre. I think it's a really great example of how to um, recontextualize mm-hmm. the music mm. in a jukebox show yeah. so that it suits the characters well and yeah. it's used well in the plot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it was really good. Yeah. In that regard, I I learnt. I, I think for me, uh, it sort of taught me uh, indirectly almost a style of comedy that I really like, which yeah. is introducing elements and then having them come together in a really like funny way. Like because you have Bobby as Zangler, and then you have Zangler coming into the thing, and then you know there's all this setup for this one big moment. So for me, comedically, I learnt that that's fun. Timing. Well, it's sort of the in a way that's all come from a very Shakespearean tradition mm, yeah. of yeah. of developing comedy. Set Definitely, up. yeah. It's very, very similar. How how long will an audience sit through a setup, and will they remember once the setup's finished and the joke <laughs> happens? They're like, oh, yeah, that. <laughs> There's a lot of good com- comedy lessons in yeah. in the writing of the show. Yeah. Um, stiff upper lip has a really good message. It does. Generally, that you know, sometimes you just got to pick yourself back up, mm-hmm. keep a positive outlook, and keep going. Yeah. We're all mm. capable of it. Yeah. Yeah. And Thanks, it, Gershwin. The whole thing just kind of has a, a message of just stick to your guns and do what you want to do. Um, yeah. You know, which is. Fight for your dreams. Fight for your dreams. Yeah. Even if that means is key. Going across the country to save a doomed theater. Sometimes you got to do it. That's <laughs> been a post do. office for many the, years. Yeah. <laughs> a theatre is meant to be a theatre. A theatre is meant to Ooh. be a theatre. And it's taught me to have the right friends who give better birthday presents. <laughs> like yeah, right? theatre. I never knew that was. <laughs> All you losers are dropped. <laughs> you get a theatre. You get a theatre. If I had a theatre to give you, Julie, then I would be keeping it for myself. <laughs> yeah, honestly. You know what? Real. If I had a Zac Efron to give you. You would also be keeping it for yourself. You're not wrong. Um, but I think there's a little secret message in Biden My Time, the way it's used yeah. in the show too. Yeah. The way it keeps sort of reappearing. It's, it's almost saying we're going to get there. Yeah. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. It's all going to work out. Yeah. Mm. I'm just I'm just biding my time. Yeah. Yeah. No use fretting when I'm something. Biting my time. Something, something bad, rather. Lyrics, lyrics. Bad Biting my time. time. <laughs> <laughs> that was a beautiful way to end this week's podcast, guys. <laughs> also, you can use a lady as a base and you it's yeah. very yeah. sexy. It's very, well, it generally mm. is. And I do a good Hungarian accent. That's oh, what I like. Hey. Uh, Off you can go, we uh, Yeah, we're going to oh, do a sample. Oh, um, uh, gosh, give me a give me a phrase. Uh, can you go before on? he starts? Yeah. I also want him to know that my uncle is Hungarian. So great. So don't Can't lie to Julie. Wait to offend your uncle. <laughs> Here He's we dead go. Your problem. Can you um? Oh. Can you tell us uh anything that you're um about to be in? Do you have anything you want to plug? Do that in a Hungarian accent. In a Hungarian accent. accent? Okay. Uh, let's see. Bella Zangla. Okay. Um. So uh. Stop giving me the look. I I hate the look. All right. I have not done the voice in a very long time. This is how he does it in the show. I am not kidding you. It's a little bit Transylvanian. It's a little bit Transylvanian. Um, But but it's nice. I will do my plugs if if I can, if you'll allow me uh, to not butcher this uh, This terrible Hungarian accent. I was good when I did it in 2014. I'll tell you that much. 
I'll, I'll I leave you. You don't have the types. You all don't have the types. You know, but we do you have the types. Do have the types. James, Anyway. Um, Please tell us what you're up to. Sure. So I'm in two other podcasts on this very what? same network. Uh, one of which is Gosh, called. Gosh, we reuse talent, don't we? What we can really I say? do. When the talent's this good, you know, the well <laughs> oh, just sorry, doesn't dry up. That. Yeah, we're the talent, Miranda. Don't laugh at that. Yeah, right? Sorry. <laughs> How many podcasts do you guys have? Like, so come on, let's be real. Many. Just two. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what are those two podcasts, oh, Jane? Thank you so much for asking, KB. <laughs> uh, Unfeatured Articles is one of them. Uh, that yes. is where my myself, Curtis Lang, and Hannah Flannery, and sometimes Alex Smith, uh, we all, and sometimes some other guests. Who knows? We all look uh, at Wikipedia. We find uh, oddly obscure, oddly specific articles about weird things. We talk about them each week. Uh, I also have My Song Suck, which is a podcast I do with Alex Smith. And that one. And just to be clear, the songs you're discussing are not mm. yours. They're no, Alex's. Yeah. <laughs> Alex's songs. Yeah. Alex's songs. We should yeah. really rename that podcast. If, so yeah. <laughs> New podcast idea. My mm. Hungarian accent sucks. Oh man, oh, I'll be no. the f- I'll be the host and the guest. Every it'll just be me <laughs> doing my bad bad Hungarian accent. Well, that's you the thing. liked James's Hungarian <laughs> accent. Please tell us. No. Please tell us. That's the thing. I've now learned again not to lie to Julie because you know <laughs> you will you out. will hold me accountable for these things. My so- song suck is a show about myself and Alex Smith. Uh, he wrote a bunch of songs in high school when he was younger, uh, and they're all I can safely say pretty bad. And so we kind of look at those songs and we talk to guests who are also uh, artists in in Brisbane. I should say also Alex Smith is now currently a musician writing songs that and are good. And he's very good. Yes, he's very good now. Okay. Uh, was not so much uh, in high school. <laughs> I should clarify. So it's a little bit like this show in that you talk about the lessons that you learn. Very much so. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. And more that the lessons that they, the musicians have learned. I'm not a musician. I make that abundantly clear. You're like, there for the... Uh, yeah. I'm here to make fun of my Comic friends. entertainment. Right? But yeah. we've also all gone through teen angst and what exactly. comes out of teen angst. But not all of us wrote four <laughs> albums about it like Alex Smith did. Oh, come on. You wrote a poem or two. Oh, well, who didn't, you know? <laughs> I definitely did it. Anyway, um, anything else that you're up to, James? Uh, oof. Other than that, uh, not particularly. I tend to do things here and there in the Brisbane theatre scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have nothing particularly to plug. However, you know, you'll see me around. Yeah, just keep Googling. James Kehoe. James Watch out. Kehoe. I'm coming. Um, um, yep. So if you can't find James but would like to know more about us, Musicals taught me everything I know, just in case you didn't know what you were listening to for the last hour. Um, you can find us on several platforms. We have Facebook, where we are facebook.com forward slash musicals taught me everything I know. We are on Twitter and Instagram, both with the handles musicals teach me. Uh, we have a website that you can go to www.thatsnotcanonproductions.com forward slash musicals taught me everything I know. We've just changed that, right, Zane? Yes. It's the full thing now. No abbreviations. You you type it all out. You can do it. I believe in you. Um, We also have an email address that I would love to receive an email at and read it on the show. So can you please (laughs) send me an email at musicals, uh, taughtmepodcast at gmail.com. Oh, man. Just like. Yeah. It's so novel mus- these yeah. days, right, to just receive an email. Yeah. It's great. Shoot us a, a message about your favourite musical. Um, and if you would like to see Zane dance the Necronomicon, then we need some more Patreons um, because he will only do it if we get to a 1,000 and I myself would really like to see it. Would I. Um, so you need to go to patreon.com <laughs> forward slash musicals taught me everything I know. Um, there are some other challenges we've set for ourselves the more uh, patrons we get, but mostly it's just Zane doing stuff, which I think <laughs> is great. Um, if you like this podcast and you want to tell us how much you like it, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes podcast or your favorite podcatcher Um that's all there for you wherever you are. 
whenever you want to listen to us. And we will see you next Friday for another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. Woot, woot. Thanks for joining us, James. Oh, thank you for having me. You can come back anytime. And I will. Uh-oh. I didn't mean it. I didn't. No, jokes. <laughs> I've been your host, KB. And with me at the table is... Julie Eisentrager. And Miranda Selwyn. And we will see you next week. be bad yes but that doesn't mean we can't learn from it i'm alex smith and i'm james keogh and on our new podcast my songs suck we talk to writers and musicians who share with us some of their earlier less good content and reflect on how far they've come if you want to get in on the fun head to that's not canon productions or find us on itunes google play or whatever podcatcher you use my songs suck because everyone makes mistakes just make sure you record them That's not kind of productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.